Thanks for tuning in to episode four of the True to Life radio podcast, where we bring you the information you need so you can stay true to the lifestyle that you want. Certified personal trainer and registered yoga instructor. And I'm here with Matt Lawson, counselor and personal trainer, and registered dietitian and nutritionist Lindsay Coleman. We are true to life, and we are here today to talk about motivation and staying motivated to reach your goals. We um, have had our first 30 day challenge conclude on Facebook, and we are pressing on. For another 30 days and as you continue to work on your goals it can be tricky to stay fired up about healthy habits and behaviors so we're going to talk to matt and lindsay today about some advice and how to stay inspired how are you guys doing pretty good trying to stay good. warm yeah. <laughs> as always this time of year right. love the chicago winter I and mean, that can make things kind of tricky right? exactly not been very warm outside. If you are in a place uh, where it's cold, staying active can be difficult during the winter months. Um, that being said, even if you live somewhere warm, it can be hard day after day with the same routine to stay on top of your goals. So why don't we uh, dive right in and just start with our first uh, question. So I'm going to throw it over to you, Matt. Um, how do you work with individuals that come to you basically saying that they, they aren't motivated, they lack that drive to meet their goals. Yeah, yeah, you're not kidding. I mean, this time of year, more than any, um, I think people kind of go up against that wall. Um, you know, it's, do I brave the negative 20 degrees and go to the gym, um, or do I go home and snuggle up underneath my blankets? Um, you know, it's one definitely, I think, sounds a lot better to our to to ourselves than the other does. Um, but you know, it's, it, it really is. It, this is often about commitment. Um, and the people that I work with that, that come to me looking for that, like, how do I motivate myself? How do I keep motivated? How do I, where, where do I find that? You know, and it, it's, it is, it is something, it's not necessarily a, like a switch. I think that we all can attest to. It's not like you can switch your motivation on and off. Um, but it is something that you do foster. Um, it, I, I kind of, I think a good analogy is like, is kind of like having a fire. Um, you know, it's sometimes it's not burning ex extremely bright, but sometimes it really is. And, uh, there's definitely factors that go into what makes that flame, um, you know, just barely <laughs> light up your world or, um, what really has it blazing. Um, so, you know, when somebody, when I'm working with an individual, I, we talk about, you know, what's the important pieces to you about what you're trying to do. Um, there are the superficial things you know, that, that keep people motivated. They want to look better in, in a bathing suit. Um, you know, they, they want to, they want to be able to play better at sports. Um, but you know, I, I take that to a, a deeper level off, oftentimes and give it in, you know, find out what, what that really means to them. What does it really mean to you to look better in a bathing suit? What does it really mean to you to look, to play better at sports? And oftentimes it's 
Well, you know, actually, I want to build my confidence. I want to be a more confident person. I, I want, I want my my I want to, you know, be my best for my significant other um, in my life. I just want to feel better about myself in general. Um, you know, and you know, even taking it deeper than that, you know, it's are you are you finding that you feel good? Um, are you finding that you know you're going to have lifelong health um, based on where you are right now? So. When I work with somebody, I really try to get them down to like the bare bones of what it means to to live this healthy lifestyle, um, to take it past some of the other things that maybe don't have give them as much traction on a day when it's really really cold or when something else comes up that might be, seem like a, a better option, like a happy hour or something like that. When they actually have like a class plan that they want to go to. Um, you know, and getting them to decide. And, you know, even when it comes to eating food, um, being able to be in that moment and just be like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm choosing better for myself because I want these things out of my life. You, you, sorry, I interrupted there. Oh, no. Um, and, uh, I wanted to kind of then take that same question over to Lindsay because she, um, is definitely working with people um, to stay motivated with healthy eating plans and, and healthy nutrition. What, um, where do you start, Lindsay, if someone comes to you and they say, you know, I know I should be better, but I just, I just can't, I just don't want to. Um, well, I, and I think that happens to everybody. Um, I like to remind people that they should have three different types of goals, like a short, range goal, medium range, and a long term. So, you know, your short term goal can be something like, you know, I want to eat five servings of vegetables a day for this week. And your long, your medium term goal can be, you know, I want to lose five pounds in the next two months. And your long term goal can be, I want to run a, you know, I want to eat so I'm healthy and feeling good enough to run a 5k in the spring. And you have to think about every time you make a food decision, if that's honoring those goals um, in a way that, so if you're, you know, every, every time you put something in your mouth or you decide what to eat, you are either working towards or against that goal. And, and sometimes it's okay to make a, a decision that's not completely aligned with that. You know, sometimes it's okay to, to treat yourself, but... For the most part, are you working towards that goal? Um, are you making healthy decisions? Are you choosing, you know, fruit and vegetables over cookies and potato chips? Are you, um, you know, are you cooking at home and making sure you know what's going into your food rather than eating out five nights a week? And what's your alcohol intake look like? So, um, yeah, especially in the in the cold weather, it can be really easy to choose something warm and filling and comforty and like gooey gooey cheesy. And, um, but you do need to be able to look beyond that that one meal and that immediate gratification and see how it fits into your big picture. I love that you just said that. Look beyond, and I think it then directly links to what Matt just said um, about really Matt used that word finding the, the deeper meaning to find traction with your goal. And I think that that's really important. Um, I like, Lindsay, that you're saying, you know, you have that deeper meaning and then you apply it to a plan with both long and short-term goals. But when you have then those moments of weakness, you can kind of go back to that that nugget 
or that idea that gives you that traction and motivation to really help pull you through. Um, I really like the combination of those two things, uh, getting down to the, the basis of your goal and really recognizing, as Matt said, the importance of it, you know, and that can be everything from an individual thing, like Matt said, of being more confident to a really big idea of, of wanting to be more healthy for your children or for other loved ones in your life. And, um, those, those things really do help you in those moments where you're not sure what you're going to choose. Again, you know, healthy option or, as you said, gooey, gooey, cheesy <laughs> treat. So I think that's, um, I think those, the combination of those two ideas is really important. Um, I'm going to throw this question to Lindsay first, Matt, and then we'll kind of piggyback to you just mm-hmm. so I feel I'm being very even with how I direct the question today. <laughs> Um, uh, so we talked about how you guys take your approach, um, helping people find motivation when they feel they lack it. Uh, Lindsay, what factors influence a person's ability to achieve their goals? Um, what do you think often derails them and what do you think can often really help them stay strong? And this is a little... This kind of piggybacks on what we just talked about, but outside of what we just mentioned with big ideas and a plan, uh, what other factors do you think help people or maybe hinder them with getting what they want? Um, yeah, I would say, you know, as we just said, being able to envision a long-term plan, and um, that's, I think, one of the big the big things that helps. Um, also, um, you know, being able to, if you do... In, you know, make a decision that you feel like wasn't maybe the best, being able to bounce back from that and realize that you have an opportunity to start over the very next time you choose something to put in your mouth or to, you know, if you skip the gym today, you have an opportunity tomorrow to go. So, um, you know, if you have these little setbacks, they are relatively minor. You can fix it, you know, at any given opportunity. Um, so I think being able to build on those setbacks and sort of um, move beyond them is a really key strength. Um, also, um, I guess being able to just be true to yourself in the face of temptation and whether that's, you know, you're in the supermarket and you see something that looks really delicious or um, your friends are going out and you don't want to make a fuss and you want to eat what they're eating or drink what they're drinking because you don't want to have a whole conversation about why not. Um, you know, sometimes you can be the one to influence people to do the right thing as opposed to letting them influence you into making a decision maybe that you'll regret later on. Um, so I think, I think those are important things and obviously things like the terrible weather that we're having, the cold and the, you know, those kinds of things are, are really easy things to, to zap your motivation and your, your focus, but keep in mind that it's going to get nice out and, um, you know, <laughs> you'll wish that you had been a little stricter on yourself. What about you, Matt? So there's been a pretty decent amount of work done, um, and just goal setting in general and seeing what people, what gets people to that end point, to that place where they are shooting for. Um, and there's, 
there's three variables that they they really have looked at um, when they when they study this that they've kind of put out as you know this is these are the three variables factors that really make make or break people. Um, one of them is task difficulty. So the more difficult a task is, the harder it is to achieve that goal. So you know this really comes into play when you maybe have that individual or you're that person that isn't huge on going to the gym, that really doesn't have that much experience with exercise, but you've been told that you need to do this in order to live a healthy lifestyle or even lose weight. Um, and so you go and you've seen some videos and you kind of get the gist of what it looks like to get on an elliptical machine um, or start a treadmill. And uh, you, you go, but beyond that, it becomes a little bit more difficult. And your sense of comfort in that situation um, kind of gets harder to wrap your head around. Um, and it's, it's a little bit easier to, to shrug that off when, you know, days are tough, days are cold, and other things come up, or you're just not feeling about it because you're just like, oh, that's going to be tough. <laughs> I don't want to do that today. Um, you know, another thing that plays into, uh, into a big role in this is just your interest. Um, again, you know, if you're not that into working out, if you're not that into eating right, but you do just have the general goal of, I want to lose weight, um, but you're not really willing to learn more about it because it's not really that big of a deal to you. Um, again, that's, it's not going to become a big priority to you. Um, I, I recently tried to take an online course just for, you know, I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner. I'm, I'm always trying to find something else, <laughs> something else out. But, you know, this, this is my area. I love health and fitness, and I love mental health, and I love all these other areas that like, kind of go along with improving people's lifestyles. And I was looking at, like, a computer science course, and I was like, yeah, computer science, that makes sense. <laughs> I lasted a week, and it was just like, eh, <laughs> you know, um, even though my goal was to finish up this, like, eight-week program. Um, I just wasn't that interested in it. And unfortunately I found out the hard way how, how little interest I have in this area. And I'm just going to have to end up paying somebody to build apps, I guess. Um, and then a third piece that they, that they really look at, um, with goal setting is just personal attributes and kind of your orientation around how you deal with stuff in your world. Um, you know, some people have a tendency to, they really want to find mastery of their goals. Um, and, and they, and they tend to really want to, you know, dig deep into figuring out how something works. I, I had this really good friend of mine and he wanted to learn how to make the best espresso possible. And this guy like met with coffee gurus were just like every time he was in a coffee shop. I know you guys are thinking, what's a coffee guru? Cause we, we, I think we all drink enough coffee. <laughs> But he would, anytime he was in a coffee shop, he would ask the baristas, like, you know, what's the secret? How do I do this? And I mean, he really, his thing was, he, he didn't just want to like get this surface learning. He wanted to master this. Um, but then you also have performance orientation and that's kind of the other side of the coin here. And for people that tend to have this orientation more toward performance, um, they want to be able to demonstrate competence in an area, but there's also a big piece of it where they're just trying to avoid looking stupid. <laughs> um, so it's, and I shouldn't say stupid. That's a bad, that's a bad word to use, but they, they just want to avoid not looking incompetent. Um, 
as opposed to really gaining mastery of it. So as you might guess, people that tend to want to dig a little deeper into things, want to take it a little bit further than surface, and again, interest plays a role in this, and difficulty plays a role in this, um, yeah. you tend to, tend to achieve more. I mean, this doesn't mean that you can't learn stuff, things that you're not interested in or that aren't difficult. Um, but it really, you have to be aware of it. You have to be aware of what's your tendency, what are your personal attributes that play into this that may work for or against you and understand like how you can make your strengths work for for you while limiting, um, your barriers and limiting the the counteracting of your of the barriers that you have in your life. I I really like that because I think so often people feel um, it has to be all or nothing. Yes. Uh, and Lindsay, you touched on that. She, uh, yeah. With you know, the idea of you can always reset. Like just because maybe you indulged at lunch doesn't mean you then need to just let go of the whole day and say to heck with it. Like you can always reset and. I meant the same thing. Like it's it's not this all or nothing approach where in order to be fit you have to be training for a triathlon and you know suddenly be eating you know a plant based diet or, or these things that you might not want to do at all. I'm not negating those things at all, but I'm just using those. And and it can be things you genuinely like. You know, it can be deciding to walk around on your lunch break so you get away from your office space or your coworkers. Um, I know a ton of people that have found um, dance-based fitness classes mm. as their entry point to working out because yes. they didn't want to lift weights or they didn't want to just get on a cardio machine that bored them. And they found something that they liked. And lo and behold, what I find often happens is – you start doing one thing, and even if you're not the person that wants to make the best cup of espresso in the world, <laughs> you then become, but you, but you then, you know, if you like it enough, you then become a little more curious over time about other things. Mm-hmm. And maybe you branch out and try things and like them, or maybe you just become aware of other things, and down the road you know they exist. So um, I think those responses you guys just gave are, are really important. I mean, the other thing I just wanted to touch on with what Matt said is that this isn't just a, a random thing. Goal setting doesn't just happen. It's not like if someone completes a goal, oh, that's a really lucky person. They met their goals. I mean, there is a system. People study how this stuff works, like Matt was talking about. And the, the idea of task difficulty, like things are hard. There's nothing wrong with you. If you set a goal and you think it's really hard to obtain it, we would not have an um, obesity problem in this country if it was if this stuff was easy. Exactly. <laughs> this is not um, easy stuff. <laughs> but I think so often we, you know, people that have trouble just feel that they're behind the eight ball and how that that change is not something that can be a part of their life. And for those people, I really recommend. You know, the plan, like Lindsay had mentioned earlier, about setting up short-term goals and long-term goals. Yes. The, the plan, like Matt just mentioned, of finding the one thing you like and doing it, you know, and, and not worrying about what else you should be doing, but just focus on success with that smaller goal first. Because I, I see so many people, once they achieve that, it then starts to snowball into the next thing. Or the next thing. And then lo and behold, you're a step closer to that big goal you might have thought was completely impossible. Um, 
So I think that's really important to recognize that um, you can you can start small and and start with something fun or something that excites you. Clearly, for Matt, that's not computer science. No, so. it's not. I know. It, knowing me, you would just. I know you're really surprised too. <laughs> those 10 getting in those 10,000 steps a day like just getting up and moving in general and setting your goal at 5,000 steps initially and then setting your goal at 8,000 steps um, until you get to that 10,000 that's actually a really really great way to lose weight I mean I think I've talked about the the the, uh, national weight loss registry before but that was one of the top three things that consistently came up among the, the 6,000, 7,000 people that are, that have been able to lose significant amounts of weight and keep it off over decades, years. I shouldn't say decades. I think it's, eh, it might be decades at this point. I think but, it's two or three years. Yeah, but they have, um, they have a regular, some type of walking routine or they have some type of routine that has them just moving around on a regular basis. Very, nobody was, saying, oh, the way I do this is I do CrossFit every single day, um, yeah. or I do whatever people do <laughs> for these hard workouts, um, but they just walked. They got up and walked around on a regular basis, and, you know, you know they, they modified their activity, so. I think those are, are both really great strategies, because we're trying to figure out strategies for goal setting. Um, some other things, and maybe you guys want to riff off of them, I mean, Lindsay, you mentioned um, setting SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T, and uh, Matt, you kind of mentioned how it can start simply and, uh, and again, just continue to build off of it. Um, what would you guys say, uh, you know, and it's kind of a topic that's close to our hearts with the 30-day challenge group, um, how do you feel about using um, group support mm. as a strategy for achieving a goal? such a big one um, <laughs> no it's it, that's such it's this is why we started the group and I, I think that's it's something that we can all kind of relate to I mean healthy living doesn't happen in a bubble it's extremely difficult to be this island of an individual and just say I'm gonna live a healthy lifestyle and just leave it at that I mean especially if you have significant other in your life and if you just happen to have any friends or acquaintances um, you know, it, it makes it really difficult to say, 
to have to to be this healthy individual, but your friend, your buddy, your spouse, your significant other is ordering pizza on a nightly basis or eating cake out of a box all the time um, and having that kind of stuff around you. Um, not to say that you should, you know, flush your deck and get all new friends and family, um, but you know, understanding that this is a this this is a, commu- a it helps being in a community. Um, it helps having that group support, and it helps having that friend or those friends that on a Friday night, instead of hitting happy hour, want to go to a spin class um, or want to go to a yoga class on a, on a Saturday morning. Um, versus always just, you know, hitting it hard. I mean, not to say that you can't do that stuff anymore, because I think Lindsay even even noted that um, when she was talking earlier. You know, it, it doesn't make sense to totally just deny yourself these things that you enjoy. Um, but th- moderation does play a role, and I think moderation has been really – what moderation even means in our society has been really skewed. Um, yeah. But, you know, having that group of people that kind of bring you back around, that center you, that remind you why you shouldn't eat and drink and whatever that much um, because you got to go work out the next morning and they're expecting you to be there is really significant. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, and I found it, um, you know, really interesting and helpful, the, this group setting that we're, we're doing, um, the 30-day challenge, because you can really learn from people's victories and from what's going wrong for them, you know, and and people have been really forthcoming about both. And I think that that's really amazing because, you know, when someone else is feeling like they had a terrible day, it, it almost makes you feel good to, or it does make you feel good to say, you know, chin up, it's okay. Like, you know, and, and in a way you're telling yourself that at the same time, because by, you know, accepting that someone else is, or, you know, having a bad day, you're, you're telling yourself that that's okay for you to do it as well sometimes. And then on the flip side, you know, when people really are like bolstering each other up and, and giving congratulations and, you know, pats on the back, it's, it's really nice because you know that then, you know, they'll do the same for you when, when you are reporting something exciting and, and successful. So, um, and I've really been enjoying the, the group, um, and even just the, the meetups and the, the group fitness and that kind of stuff, is, it's fun. It's something to look forward to, you know. Yeah, and I, I think that what you said is is uh, important in that you really recognize that we're all in this together um, when you do work in a group. And maybe that's a, a fitness forum like we or health and fitness forum like we've created with the True to Life 30-Day Challenge on Facebook. Maybe that's also, again, just going to the same class every week and seeing familiar faces in the class and getting to know them or being a part of a fitness studio or gym community. Um, there's a great graphic that floats around. We'll try to, maybe I'll post it later this week in the 30 day challenge group, but it's um, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's true. I mean, as Matt said, if it were easy, there wouldn't be, um, an issue with lifestyle disease in our country and now throughout the world. So we're all working on it together, and I think it's important to reach out to people that are like-minded when you need to, especially if it's a situation maybe that Matt mentioned where in your immediate social circles you don't have 
um, that support. It doesn't mean you need to scrap all your friends or ditch your, your partner or spouse, but you can find people that can help you. And um, that's, I think, really important. And, and when that's combined, again, with a smart goal, something that is specific and measurable, something that you schedule and prioritize, um, it's really hard not to be successful. Uh, I think that's, those two really work well together. Um, so we, we covered some strategies, some ideas for motivation, but now we're stuck, right? You've been like, you've been cruising, you've been crushing your goals for 30 days, and whammo, you have just a week where you're just not feeling it. And I know we talked about resetting and it's never too late, but what are some strategies or how do you guys, um, Lindsay, you can take it first, how do you, how do you break through procrastination and, and stay motivated when you're having a slump? Yeah, um, and I will say with all honesty that this is definitely something that I struggle with. Um, Putting the pro in procrastination. I, I, I procrastinate, I get bored, um, and so I tend to just look for something new, some way to switch it up to like get me excited again. Um, right now, and I know that this is not a resource for us very often, but watching the Olympics is extremely motivating for me. Just Isn't it? The absolutely incredible, phenomenal things that these people can do with their bodies is like so cool. So oh cool. My God, so cool. I should at least go for a job. <laughs> 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 like, that, you know, if they're like bob sledding and ski jumping, then I could easily like, shaking in the biathlon. Uh, crazy. Yeah. I could definitely get on a treadmill or an elliptical. Like, you know, I'm maybe not going to go out in the snow. Or maybe I am. Maybe I'll go snowshoeing. I don't know, you know. But, um, Couples figure so right skating. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm really loving, like, that much athleticism and, and inspiration, like, right on my TV. So maybe I should go watch them from the treadmill. <laughs> Do them both watch at the same time. See, so I have it. You can do it has the same effect on me except for curling. Like, it makes me want to sweep. So I like to end up cleaning <laughs> stuff. I'm just like, what? Everything else makes me want to get up and work out. But curling, I just want to sweep floors. <laughs> I like that. It's not a bad thing either. Necessarily. I, really, I really like that idea of using an outside source um, to inspire you. Uh, so aside from curling, Matt, how do you... <laughs> Procrastination is a big one. I mean, I, you know, Lindsay, I, I don't think you're the only one that <laughs> that does this. <laughs> um, I definitely do this, and ex <laughs> especially this time of year, it's very easy to be like, eh, I can do that later. Um, you know, it's it, and you know, I, again, I, I do like that that piece where there is some external motivation. Um, so you have these external things, like I keep a motivational Pinterest board where I'll just I just have little things there like people that are just buff or awesome working out quotes or whatever. Um, you know, I do the same thing on YouTube. I mean, I have a, a, a whole like motivational channel that I go to on YouTube and just look at some CrossFit videos, look at some mudding videos. Um, 
mudding. I meant uh, like Tough Mudder <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> not like mudding through the on your four by four. Yeah, not 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 that. Um, but that could inspire. I, I mean, absolutely. I, whatever whatever gets you going. Um, so you know, there, those those external motivating factors for me um, are are nice every once in a while. Are nice to wake up to and just kind of like look over really quick and just remind myself of some things of why I want to do this. But then, you know, there's some inter- internal ones too that I really hold near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, you know, those, those pieces with, again, what I was talking about earlier, like, you know, I want to be a more confident, confident individual. Um, I want to, I want to feel better about myself for my health. You know, I, I want to be mobile later in life. <laughs> um, you know, I don't want to die of a heart attack anytime soon. Um, you know, as grim as that sounds, you know, there, there are some things and, you know, I write down these things. I write down the things that are really important to me about living a healthy lifestyle. I mean, it's, it's one of the ways I socialize with people, um, through, through the activity. Um, it's, it's me going out and no, not that I don't like going to a karaoke bar and and throwing down with some, uh, you know, what Gladys Knight, um, who doesn't, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, you know, it's, it, it really is one of the more significant ways that I socialize in my life, um, with people is, is going and doing these fitness things. So, you know, it's, that keeps you motivated. And then just habit, um, is another one, you know, especially breaking procrastination. There are definitely days that I just can fall into autopilot. And I, as the day goes on, the more I procrastinate, the kind of the crappier I feel. Um, and it eventually kind of gets me going. Um, just that have, knowing that I have that habit in place, knowing that I have that, that repetition in place, my brain's just kind of like, huh, something's missing today. And it really doesn't resolve until I go work out. So I know I'm going to feel better. Um, and I, st- and no matter what's going on, I know we can always start small. I can always like just get my butt to the gym and get on an elliptical or something, um, just to get going. So what about you, Melissa? How do you break it? We've been talking specifically uh, a lot about uh, fitness and nutrition really goals, but I think we should point out that everything we've said can be applied to a career goal, to a relationship goal, to a more um, business-related goal. So, you know, again, all these ideas of, of um, finding that, that tractioning idea, uh, planning it out and, you know, relying on others for assistance can be useful, um, even outside of just, you know, gym goals or um, weight loss goals. And a few strategies that I use for both, um, and I, I really like lists, mm. and I really like crossing things off of lists. So um, one, one thing that I do, and I actually got this idea from a book that I'll mention in a moment, is I, I try to make um, two lists. I have a really long list, right, of all the things I want to do in a year, in five years, what have you. But if I look at that list, I can kind of freak out because that is a ridiculous amount of stuff to do. I work various jobs. You guys know we're all really busy. So every day I, I put three things on a list. I have a daily three. Sometimes one of those big things is on that list of three. Sometimes it might be things like I have to buy Almondville today. <laughs> so the things that are, are vital and important. And that way 
I can then cross those three things off the list and feel really good and feel like I'm on top of my business, um, both health-wise and professionally. It also prevents me from getting distracted by other things. So we kind of have this constant influx of information, emails, tweets, images, and that's all really great, but it can really distract me sometimes from what I need to get done within a 24-hour period or within a week. And so I find these, this list of a, a daily three items really helps me stay on track. And that could be really putting down, like, attend a yoga class. Or, again, I use, like, buy almond milk. Well, I want to start, you know, having healthy smoothies for breakfast. So I need to get my ingredients, you know. So it, it can help you stay on track with that, um, both for your health and for uh, areas outside of that realm in your life. Uh, the other thing that I really do to stay motivated is I, um, is I really invest in the communities I'm involved in, and I let them help lift me up. So, I mean, I'm fortunate that I work in fitness and wellness and, you know, people have joked, well, you have to look the part, so you have to work hard. Well, that doesn't mean that I enjoy it all the time. Um, but I really look at the past achievements that I've had or the relationships that I've developed with my students, clients, and friends, people that have said, Hey, Melissa, you really helped me and you motivated me. And that then continues to motivate me. Um, and we all have those. You don't have to work in fitness to have something that you've achieved in your life. And when you're feeling down to look at that achievement and really let it help build you back up. Um, again, I, I think these things work so cyclically. I mean, we don't, we might feel tired and sluggish and we don't want to work out. But if you just get yourself to the gym and maybe moved, you're going to feel better. You know, you don't want to do that step to achieve your goal. But if you just do one little movement to get closer to it, you're going to feel better and you're going to feel like you're making it important. So again, looking at the past to fuel the present um, is really helpful. Um, two books I just said I'd mention them that have helped me too. I do like reading certain um, self-help books. I feel... I'm not supposed to say that, and that's corny, but they really can be inspiring. Um, one, it's a really short read and a really easy read called The Power of Less, and it really helps you kind of break down what you need to do to maybe set some goals and achieve them. Uh, another one is called Switch. It's a mm, little it's a longer, great one. Um, but it's uh, how to create change when change is hard. Yes. And it really kind of identifies some of the systematic stuff we've talked about today about why we fail when we set goals for ourselves. And, and it, the more you can understand about kind of the hurdles that are in front of you and why they're there and learn more about how to get around them and over them, the more you feel empowered. And that, again, motivates me. So those are some things for me. Um, anything else you guys want to add? I don't think so. Oh, I, I think that covers everything. Yeah. Else. I do like Switch. It's a great book. Yeah. I just jotted both of those down. Yeah. It's a, it's a really <laughs> great I'll book. I'll lend you a copy of Switch. I have it if you want to borrow it. So that's for Lindsay, not for you out there. Although. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody hit it, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's bad. But, uh, yeah, any, so any, any closing thoughts? <sighs> no. Start small. <laughs> If you guys have anything that motivates you, feel free to share it and post it and 
blog it and tell us about it because we are all always looking to learn new things as well. So absolutely, Fantastic. yeah. And uh, if you if you're listening to this and you uh, are looking for an online community to help you uh, with goal setting and reaching your goals, check us out on Facebook, the uh, True to Life 30 Day Challenge Group, um, open to all. So check it out. And you can follow us on Twitter. Matt, you want to give us or give the handle out? I'm, um, it's uh, at um, true to life, all one word, um, 13. And that's number two, just to clarify. Yes, yeah, the number two. True, true to life, 13. That's, so check us out. Um, we're here if you need us. And thank you, Matt, and thank you, Lindsay. Thanks, Thanks Melissa. Melissa. All right, guys. Take care. Take care. The views and opinions expressed here on True to Life Radio are by no means meant to take the place of medical advice. Please consult a physician before starting any type of weight loss or exercise program.